Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action and unleash your inner confidence. Thank you very much, Leanne, for joining us. I think we are live anyway. Does it say we're live? Yeah, 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 it does, yeah. Perfect. So thank you very much, Leanne, for joining us um, in the Mastermind group. And you are an absolute wonderful person. And we've known each other for quite a while now, haven't we? We have actually, yeah. I was trying to think earlier how long for, and I can't remember, but it's been a while. It has been a long time, yeah. And time goes so fast. It is. Yeah, it has been. And I can't believe it's September already. But knowing what you do and how much of an issue I've had with my sleep throughout my entire (laughs) life, um, this is partly selfish (laughs) um, to get you to come and share your expertise and knowledge, but also because I know the benefits and how important it is, especially as entrepreneurs who, as you you were saying earlier about me being busy, everyone's so busy all the time, they're not putting a priority on health. And that's why Mm -hmm. I teach health, wealth and happiness, because your health is so important as is sleep. So what led you down the path to to get to doing what you do today? Well, um, by background and still work currently as a a psychiatric nurse, I've been working in mental health for over 15 years now, across channel adult services, across the two. And I noticed many years ago that sleep is a consistent issue within mental health generally. Mm-hmm. And yet, like you were saying just now, it's, it's so often overlooked when actually it should be a key point to be looking at. So there's that. And then there's also the fact that I've had my own sleep issues um, where I was sleeping mm, two hours a night in blocks of 20 minutes at a maximum. And that went on for over six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. quite high function on minimal sleep. I was. <laughs> um, so but even for me, that was really something else. And yeah. um, it really impacted everything daily from concentration to mood regulation and being snappy more moody than usual um <laughs> to productivity <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was i was a moody sort um and you know i couldn't think straight i couldn't focus so anyway look, got over that through um something called rapid transformational therapy which is a hybrid therapy which i have then subsequently trained in and i'm now a rapid transformational therapist as well mm-hmm. and a sleep mm-hmm. consultant so it was a combination of having picked up on it in my day job, having experienced sleep issues myself that then led me down this path. Yeah. So what is a rapid transformational therapist? <laughs> well, um, it's, like I said, it's a hybrid therapy. So it's a combination of a form of hypnotherapy. And I say a form of because everybody has this view of what hypnotherapy is and yeah. it's not, it's not um, Paul McKenna on stage or whoever else you've seen making people walk around with their eyes closed. It's not like that at all. There's a form of hypnotherapy. It's combined with cognitive behavioural therapy, also known as CBT. Mm-hmm. Uh, neurolinguistic programming, which is also known as NLP. 
and psychotherapy. So all the best bits of each one of those therapies is rolled in together to form one hybrid therapy, which is why it works very quickly and it's very powerful. <clears throat> it sounds like magic. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll call it that. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it, links, it works with the subconscious a lot, which yeah. is really useful because that's where we store most of, well, all of our memories and thoughts and fears and beliefs, um, which is what usually causes these things to, to manifest, and mm -hmm. particularly if it's something like sleep, where there's no physiological reason behind your sleep issue, then it's, it's very likely to be linked to your subconscious and emotional and mental well-being. That then has me concerned for <laughs> the issues that I've had. <laughs> my entire life so like for, for me i i know like you were saying getting really cranky and moody and stuff i've suffered personally with really bad insomnia um but also terribly horrific dreams and sleep paralysis oh, and wow. like you, you know like you physically feel pinned down can't can't move can't scream can't so having that terror like night terrors and then mm. be too scared to go back to sleep once you manage to drag yourself out of it has been an issue for me and that went away um and I have dream places that I go back to like specific places that I will always go back to but then when lockdown happened I had one mm. of those sleep paralysis dreams again and then I wondered is is there some trauma linked somewhere that's made that usually yes is the answer <laughs> or it's it's manifested from some form of anxiety that you may have had and held on to you may have thought you've worked through it or overcome it yeah um, and actually you might have worked through some of it if at all but what you've done is you've pushed it into your subconscious way back here so yeah. you've gone on with your normal life and it's felt like you've overcome it but you it's lingering in the background somewhere yeah, it's not very so nice. some, belief, some limiting belief linked to anxiety because all anxiety is based upon a fear. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously, night terrors are all based upon a fear. So, yeah. there's a link. And the things that happen, yeah, I can see why I'd be scared of those sorts of things, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was about to say, you might, if you think about it on reflection, if you've not already picked up on it, then there is usually a pattern to things like nightmares or night terrors. Yeah which is yeah. indicative of what underlying reason or causes. So maybe we'll have a conversation that won't be public about that. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. <laughs> because the stuff that happens in my, in my dreams, you know, the, the night terrors, yeah. is not normal, like, day-to-day -day dreams. Anyway, so what, what do you recommend to people to help them through any any sleep issues they would have and how to make it a priority as well right okay well number making it a priority is, is a choice at the end of the day mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm quite blunt with this with my clients actually I say you know you can make a choice you either choose to make it a priority or you choose not to like anything in life you know you might choose to look after your health and well-being by eating healthily and working out or you choose not to make up excuses it's a choice at the end of the day it's the same thing you make a choice you stick to it um but tips for good sleep is that what you ask me tips or reasons why sleep is important well reasons that it's important first definitely okay. right. 
because there's this, yeah because there's this hustle grind mentality uh sleep when you're dead if you're not working 27 hours a day then you're not a real entrepreneur and, all, and like i, I know yeah. that's bollocks and yeah. <laughs> i'm glad you said that because i was just thinking it <laughs> You know, some people can. You hear people say, well, I sleep four hours a night. I feel fine. I'm really productive. I turn over 50 grand worth of sales in a day because I'm not wasting time sleeping, blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Yes, yeah, some people can do that. Mm-hmm. But there will come a point at some point, whether it's now or in 20 years' time or whenever, where that long-term consistent sleep deprivation will start showing up if it hasn't done already and you're just ignoring it. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get away with it. It's simple as that. So tell us um, what, what are some of the side effects for sleep deprivation? Okay, so, and this might help you prioritise your sleep when you hear about these things. <laughs> so I've, I've now it down to the top 10, so I don't keep mumbling on for hours at a time, <laughs> which I can do easily. So number one, and um, this is always a key issue for males and females alike, weight gain. So poor quality sleep or lack of sleep consistently um, is linked to um, significant weight gain um, and it's also one of the strongest factors to obesity in children and adults as well um, and that's because if we don't have enough sleep then our body ha- it's, a, it's only time our body can relax and restore itself from all the work throughout the day but if we don't sleep it doesn't get that chance to, to revamp itself if you like mm-hmm. um, and it impacts our so a secretion of um, hormones such as um get ready for this <laughs> grenolin <laughs> spelled g-h-r-e-l-i-n nice. um, which increases um appetite and then you've got leptin as well which also yep. is a link to appetite and, in, and it tells the body when we're satisfied when we're full now if we're not sleeping those hormones don't kick in in the same way okay so that then means that we don't pick up on the fact that we're hung, that we're full we'll eat more because we're not realising that we're full and we've had enough. Mm-hmm. And also, um, because um, we, if we're tired, then we can automatically eat more purely out of boredom and because we're awake long. Does that make sense? Like, I can think yeah. of loads of times where I sat there and fed my face when really I wasn't hungry. I was just thinking, oh, what can I do now? Yeah. Did I really need yeah. those extra three cookies? No, not really. You know, that's and if you think about that like. over six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, if you think about the extra couple of cookies you have here and there with a cup of coffee, it all adds up. Yeah. And then the other thing as well, due to the hormones not being not working properly, is that we can store fat. So rather than breaking it down and getting rid of it, we store it because our body almost gives into fight or flight mode. So they're the reasons around weight gain linked to lack of sleep or poor quality sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also as well, before I forget, this is a really important one. Now talking about having a busy lifestyle, rushing around and not sleeping because we're working so hard, that increases stress and our hormone cortisol. Now that will increase our appetite, so we'll want to eat more even if we're not hungry, and again impacts our fat storage or makes us store fat more and slow at breaking it down. Um, So that's about weight gain. Um, What else have we got? Basically, you know, if you eat less, you sleep better. So again, that links into what I've just been talking about. Um, and also, good quality sleep, and I'll get to what yeah. good quality sleep is later on, improves our brain function massively. 
Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but I do notice it, particularly in the gym in the morning, um, particularly if I've got a lot of work on and I'm trying to unpick a really complex case or something like that. I'll notice that my concentration isn't so good, my focus, overall brain performance really in cognition. Um, and for some people, okay, this is really astonishing, some people, the effect or the impact of not having enough sleep or good quality sleep can be almost as detrimental as basically being intoxicated from drinking too much alcohol. That's crazy. And that's, that's, that's pretty scary stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you sit, you know, you're on the motorway and you see signs of saying, don't drive when you're tired, that's exactly the reason why. Because for some people, it's like drink driving. I read somewhere that you can like micro sleep and yeah. fall asleep. And obviously that is totally more dangerous than drink driving because you can't react at all if you, if you fall no. asleep when you're driving. But like, I can't remember the article I was reading, but there was, it was saying that you can just sometimes just for like a second or two, just fall asleep and then you're back awake again because you're not obviously getting enough sleep and then the, the damage that then has on your health going forwards scary yeah. stuff it is it is and it's almost like you know sometimes we, we use a phrase zoning out or on autopilot so people could have finished work and driven home and you get home and think oh i don't actually remember the journey yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like you're awake but you're not concentrating not focusing anything could have happened it's a bit like yeah. trance yes yeah exactly yeah yeah. yeah, I often and think that's because you're tired. Need, yeah, and I often think, right, I need to go to the cash point on the way to the gym because there'll be somewhere to park. And then I just, I'm on autopilot and I get to the gym and I flop into the cash point. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly that. Because yeah. <laughs> you're like, good days. Yeah. <laughs> I went talking I, about the gym yeah. as well. Um, poor sleep has a massive impact on your athletic performance, huge, up to. 70% decrease in your max limit, whether it's weights, whether it's um, high intensity work. Yeah, it's huge, including having, having a decent grip. Now, particularly for older women, and when I say older, I'm talking sort of not middle age, older than middle age, so I know 50s, 60s onwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really impacts your higher limit far more when you haven't had good quality sleep. And by this, I don't just mean one bad night, but yes, that would do it as well. I mean, talking about at least a week worth, a week's worth, six yeah. nights. But even I, after one night of poor sleep, you'll notice the difference. I've definitely noticed that. So when I got back home, I slept better. And then my well, within the, like, the second week back at the gym, I was lifting heavier than pre-lockdown. And then I hit a plateau again, and the weight had to go down because I wasn't sleeping well. And then I got my Ula <laughs> and now everything's <laughs> just gone back up because I'm sleeping better. It's been absolutely incredible. Like yeah. I was stuck, literally stuck on a hundred kilos, like could not lift it. Just like it wouldn't budge. And now I'm like 105. <laughs> yeah. And that's because you see sleep is one of our basic human needs. Yeah. So if you think about it in that respect, you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. So it's one of our basic needs and we're not, making sure we're getting enough of it, then the impact is profound across all areas of our life. Um, you know, particularly when it comes to training and fitness. Yep. And that's why sleep should be the most important thing in terms of health for 
better physical and cognitive function. Yep, yeah. our mental health as well, emotional well-being, etc. Our immune system that impacts that again due to hormone imbalances um, and a release of proteins called um, cytokines. So that helps um, promote sleep and it helps them keep our immune system healthy. And if we're not sleeping, our body doesn't produce enough, or it can do the opposite and overproduce to overcompensate. Right, which isn't good either. So yeah. That's some of the reasons why we need to be having good quality sleep. It sounds awful. So how does one have good quality sleep? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a few ways. Um, again, like I said earlier, making that decision that it's a priority in your life, first and foremost. Secondly, being um, from, a, from a, an emotional point of view, and this is really key. Okay. So what a lot of people don't realise is that sleep is easily managed by ourselves and our own internal state without the need for medication, okay? Medication is never going to cure your sleep issue, full mm -hmm. stop. It might help, but it is literally putting a plaster to the wound, and that is it. And you'll often find that anything that does help, you're gonna to need to increase more and more as time goes on. You're not really um, dealing with the underlying factor of what's causing it, taking medication. So I'm not a big fan of sleep medication, as you may have already realized. Uh, <laughs> so, I would say, first of all, think about how your mind, your mindset, what that, what that looks like. Is it healthy? Is it not? Is there a lot of negative self-talk? Um, if there is, you need to sort that out. <laughs> um, and one way of doing that is just being really aware of your thoughts, mm -hmm. accepting yeah. what it is that's coming into mind, maybe writing them down. And if you're noticing that you're getting a lot of negative self-talk, then just accept that don't try and just push it away accept it it's really key that you do that and try and think of and flip it into positive or think yeah. about positive instead okay and think about is this thought helping me number one number two does this serve me number three what is a better way of viewing this so if you're struggling to think of a positive or struggling to flip it think about those questions there answer those and that will help you um being aware of this improves your understanding of yourself and of your mind and where you're at. And of course, understanding is power. So that's a bit around mindset and self-talk and how to manage that. Help which, is because, really, which is really important because so many people yeah. beat themselves up. And obviously that's why I do what I do to help people have that self-belief and not talk to themselves mm -hmm. like that. Like you wouldn't talk mm -hmm. to a friend in the way that a lot of people talk to themselves. So don't, don't do it to yourself. No, exactly. And the thing is, sleep's innate. We're born with it. No matter how big your sleep issue is, how, how long you've had it, you, did, you weren't born with it. Mm. So something's triggered it somewhere for it to happen. Um, and if, if we have all the practical tips in the world, we haven't got this in sync, nothing is going to work. You've mm -hmm. got to have control over this. And that's what those questions are that I've just gone through and what I was saying about acceptance and recognizing your thoughts and think feelings and writing them down and working through them like I've just talked about is so important. And like I say, that links in with all the work that you do as well. Um, the other mind tool that's really important is thinking about not only your self-talk, but also the words and the pictures. Because your mind feeds off the words and the pictures that you feed it, whether that's about yourself whether it's the 
social circle you're in, the people you hang around with, etc. Um, and it likes what's familiar. So um, you need to be very careful that you're not feeding it crap, basically. Just like with our um, nutrition. We eat McDonald's every day, we're going to feel like crap. It's that yep. simple. So feed your brain goodness. And that's with words and pictures, because the brain is generally more visual, but we'll work on both. Um, and with sleep particularly, what you want to do is you want to be able to visualise crystal clear. So a little bit like um, mindfulness, meditation, so just closing your eyes. You don't have to close your eyes, you can have them open, but most people find it easier to close your eyes. Just think about what does um, really good restorative sleep look like and feel like. So if you can imagine yourself, visualize yourself having this most amazing, wonderful sleep, mm -hmm. really, really think about it. Think about how you feel, what it looks like, what you're surrounded with, and write it all down so you've got this crystal clear picture in front of your eyes or in your mind. Really crystal clear, as if, you know, as crystal clear as it would be if someone said to you, right, visualize a really nice, peaceful beach somewhere. Yeah. What does it look like? You'd be able to describe it like a pick of a hand, wouldn't you really? I want you to be able to do the same when it comes to sleep. Because everyone's different. So there's no point in me saying visualize X, Y, and Z because that wouldn't resonate with everybody. Yeah, it has I'm to be individual. So there's that. And thinking about you know how peaceful it is, what your surroundings are like, what you look like. So it's almost like you're looking down on yourself, really. Write it all down um, to remind yourself and keep reminding yourself of that visualization. Like it's, like it's a story or a photo or something like that. Because um, the mind is really powerful. And it will do what it thinks you're telling it. So that's why it's so important that you're crystal clear. Otherwise, it won't work and it'll get it confused. Also, <laughs> um, if I'm going too fast, tell me. I'm trying to fit everything in here. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> so the other thing is um, about what not to say when it regards sleep. So do not say, if you're lying in bed and you're struggling to just drift off to sleep, okay, I don't want you to say, I'm falling to sleep. I need to fall asleep. Because you're not falling anywhere. Okay, and you've got to remember, your, your brain's generally primitive, right? So think about baby brain. You tell yourself you're falling somewhere. It's going to stop you, isn't it? Yeah. Because that's a safety mechanism. So if you're saying, I need to fall asleep, I need to get to sleep, it's going to stop you. You're actually stopping yourself from going to sleep. Because that primitive brain will just kick in and go, no, 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 I don't want you falling anyway. You're going to hurt yourself. It doesn't realise that you need to sleep. It doesn't think like that. So sleep is innate, sleep comes to you, it drifts upon you, it descends upon you. That's the kind of words you need to be thinking about. And it is really key. Um, I know some people might think I'm a bit woo-woo by saying this, but actually try it and you'll see. It, makes, it does make, it, it, I can actually understand how much of a difference that would make because it's like when you have those dreams of falling and you wake up, you don't want to fall. You You want to you know be peaceful like relax and that's why you wake up yeah, yeah. so that's, that's yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep chatting forever on this that's what, that's what i do like, i tell myself like when it, when i have those it's it's not so so bad at all anymore but it would be like okay i don't need to sleep i'm just here to relax i just i'm i'm just relaxing i'm just laying here and we'll see what happens <laughs> Um, but that I think like you're absolutely right by saying I need to fall asleep it stresses you out even more and then you get frustrated that you're not falling asleep mm -hmm. mm. yeah 
and then you start to get worried and anxious and all the thoughts start ruminating and spiraling out of control yeah yeah that's a great tip yeah so the words you use and visualizing it so you're not falling anywhere and you're not trying to sleep either get rid of the word trying right sleep descends upon you sleep comes to you because it's natural it's already there in you you're just finding it not going anywhere or falling anywhere or trying anything because trying implies failure that's why you shouldn't use it um so yeah so other tips um do you recommend a good like a nighttime routine yes (laughs) i do (laughs) routine is key absolutely um so few things which i would say about routine is number one for those of you who are bodybuilding or competing in a fitness kind of way it might be a little bit trickier for you guys and girls but try and avoid eating four hours before you go to bed because the reason for that is is your body is then working really hard to digest that food well it can't be working hard to do that and have a good quality of sleep because good quality sleep is the only time your body is allowed to restore itself all the organs in the body mm-hmm. so you're doing one thing but then wanting to do another do you see what i mean it's counterintuitive um, that makes sense to me i'll tell you why that makes sense to me because i always feel like i train better before i eat because that's all my body's focusing on doing it's not trying to digest food so I always train fasted, like I get up, I go to the gym and I eat after. Yeah, so I do exactly the same. Mm. I, I totally agree. I could never work out on a, after having eaten. Even if I've left a two hour window, I struggle. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to do the fasting like you. Yeah. Um, and fasting, I mean, I'm not a qualified nutritionist, but yeah, if you can do the fasting, the intermittent fasting, that's really helpful for sleep as well. Um, but that's up to individual to look at that. Yeah. <laughs> um what else temperature (laughs) now it's been really hot here and i'm with you in in spain obviously you know in the 30s if not 40s i think with you hasn't it yeah we hit 40 something (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know 41 one day when i went up to cuenta um but we've had it where it's been like 35 still at night yeah and it's just crazy isn't it trying to sleep in that is really crazy mm-hmm. really difficult so unless you've got one of those super duper mattresses that you've got with a built-in mm-hmm. cooler um you, people are going to struggle sleeping that because we're not built to sleep in heat like that no. generally as humans um the ideal temperature really is around 18 19 degrees so give or take a few everyone's slightly different um Obviously, you know, not everyone can go out and buy a special mattress with a built-in cooler. <laughs> uh, and it's if that's you, and that's topper. it's a mattress topper. A topper. Okay. <laughs> it sounds good, whatever it is. I'm dying to try it. Um, but for those of people that don't have one of those or, or won't be getting one of those, then some tips I would say is in the day, keep your windows slightly open, even if there's very little breeze, just to keep the air circulating. Mm-hmm. This is if you haven't got aircon and a, or a fan, etc you've got those and obviously get those on in the morning all the way through the day if you can um keep the curtains closed keep the room darker and cooler keep the light out um don't have too many blankets and duvets mm-hmm. if any um not everyone likes to sleep naked but you know you don't need to wear any woolly pajamas in 35 degrees of heat that's obvious 
um, so avoid anything like that. No. Um, avoiding hot drinks and again avoiding eating in that yeah. four hour time frame, particularly if it's hot, that makes a big difference. That's well. interesting. Mm. So where, where does this um, like giving children hot milk before they go to bed thing come from? It's an old wives tale. <laughs> it's bullshit, basically. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> I've said it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably something that was probably made up by Horlicks and manufacturers at the time to sell some hot milk or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, have a hot hot toddy before bed. and Well, hot toddy's slightly different because it's got alcohol in it generally, hasn't it? Yeah. So that technically can help you feel drowsy. But alcohol's also a depressant, so I would advise against drinking alcohol to not be sleep. Yes. Don't drink yeah, alcohol. Don't have a bottle of whiskey before bed. <laughs> don't think you'd get up in the morning if you drank well, a bottle no, of whiskey before You'd bed. certainly sleep, wouldn't you? But I'm not sure it'd be a good quality sleep, but you'd definitely sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Because avoiding caffeine. Oh, I think everybody probably knows this, but doesn't really adhere to it that often or that consistently. But avoiding caffeine, not, you don't have to cut it out completely. But what I will say is drinking... I say normal tea, English tea, PG tips, Yorkshire tea, anything like yeah. that, is just as bad, right? Having six, six cups of that in a day is just as bad as having six cups of normal caffeined coffee. So I often hear, oh, well, I've cut out coffee, but I've had six cups of PG tips. I'm like, no, love, that's not how it works. Who's um, <laughs> got, got caffeine in too? So yeah, avoid that if you can. And I would say those that love their coffee or tea, that's fine. Try limit it to say one or two cups a day and try and avoid it past four o'clock in the afternoon, irrespective of whether you go to bed at 10 pm or midnight. Is that because of the <laughs> calf life of caffeine? Yeah, and because it's obviously it's a stimulant and yeah. everybody reacts to caffeine differently. So some people could have one cup of coffee and be flying around like, you know, a fly <laughs> all day. Um, Others maybe not quite so as energetic, but it's a stimulus of the brain and other organs. So you just want don't want to be thinking it really um, mm -hmm. past the afternoon. Otherwise, it's going to feel it make you feel a bit sort of make you feel twitchy and things like that as well. It doesn't doesn't allow your body to to relax and restore itself fully. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, eating cherries is good because it's they're full of melatonin, and melatonin is the chemical which is naturally produced in our body which helps us to sleep so cherries are good oh interesting i don't like cherries much maybe so, I yeah cherries. yeah if obviously if you're allergic to cherries or you don't like them they don't have to but um yeah they are good <laughs> um i don't want people going out and eating these things just because i've said they're just tips <laughs> and advice of what may help um again visualization like i talked about earlier um yeah. and in terms of your sleep what you want to be looking at is another common question that i get asked is how much sleep so ideally you're looking at anywhere between seven to nine hours in every 24. all right um and that's solid sleep not this don't sleep waking several uh -huh. times solid sleep um and avoid blue light. So gadgets, laptops, iPads, 
mobile phones, TVs. Avoid anything like that for at least two hours before you're intending to sleep. Now, okay, if you that's going to be a massive <laughs> thing for, for for people like they're addicted. They've yeah. created this addiction to technology, so that when they can go and they make people line up to have AI implanted into them, they'll say yes. But that another <laughs> time. How would you recommend that people get less addicted to their phones? Um, because two hours sounds like a long time for for most people to not be looking at their laptop, their phone, the TV yeah. before bed. I mean, I would say two hours. If you're somebody that's struggling to get struggling with your sleep, that's what I'd say. I don't struggle with my sleep, and I hands up. I've been known to browse my phone half an hour before I'm going to bed. Yeah. But I don't struggle with my sleep, so it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, so try, if you are somebody that struggles to sleep and you love looking at your phone and your laptop, right up until the last second of getting into bed, just try and cut it back a little bit. So, for instance, not looking at it for 20 minutes before you go, and then half an hour, and then 40 minutes, and then 15 and do it slowly like that. So it's not such a shock to the system. That's what I was usually advised. Some people who are all or nothing type of people, they might just find it, do you know what? No, I'm going to set my timer for nine o'clock. I'm going to bed at 11. That's it now. Alarm set on my phone, not looking at it. That works for you better than do it like that. Um, but if that doesn't work, then do the gradual, gradual way yeah. of doing it, like yeah. I've just talked about. And also, if you use your phone like I do, as your alarm clock, so it's constantly by your bed. <laughs> I feel. Um, and... Rather than having it like this, put it face down so the blue yeah. light isn't coming out of it. Um, the other thing you can try to prevent the stimulation from these gadgets is wearing those blue light sunglasses. I don't know if you've seen those advertised. Oh, yeah. So they're not just yeah. a gimmick to make people spend more money? Well, yes and no. I mean, they do reduce the blue light. They don't get rid of it completely. Um, yeah. And it's not going to work the same as putting down your gadgets at least an hour or two before bed but it will help to some degree um you know i personally would prefer other ways i.e just give myself a time limit switching yeah. off from things rather than sitting there wearing those blue light sunglasses um <laughs> yeah well, like you say, it's, it's a choice isn't it yeah, exactly life is a choice and you can either choose to run on empty or you can choose to look after yourself properly prioritize good sleep exercise good nutrition and then along with that can come the rest of the success of the life that you you want to create because if you're not functioning correctly you can't possibly go out and build an empire or even if you don't want an empire a little empire you know yeah. You, you you can't do that if you're not looking after your your sleep, your brain, your health first. And that's why I think it's so important to be talking about these sorts of things and sharing these things because people don't place enough importance on it. And the people that do look after themselves tend to be the people who are more successful. Yeah, exactly. It's all interlinked. I call it the triangle of life. <laughs> That's good. It is. <laughs> Health, wealth, and happiness. We all go together. Yay.
Um, do, oh, that was that's funny. I call it, yeah, the triangle of life rather than the Bermuda triangle where you get lost. <laughs> and you none know, of those stupid Facebook quiz game things. Um, yeah. I pressed on one the other day and it said, where will you find your true love? The Bermuda triangle. How ironic. <laughs> Destined to be alone forever. <laughs> oh, no, you won't. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. I'm perfectly good. So I don't have to worry about somebody else sleeping badly next to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for sharing your knowledge and having a great chat with us. Could you leave us with your your best tip for? Well, other than making it a choice, but your your best tip for looking after your sleep? Yeah, um, I'm a firm believer that the mind is the most powerful tool in the universe. So I'm clearly going to go back to the mind and how we control it and manage it. So I would say change your language um, and words to shape your reality. I love it. Absolutely love it. And if you could give people one top tip to improve their confidence, what would it be? One top tip. Oh God, just one. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, the chatterbox. Um, <laughs> to improve your confidence. Um, I would say just remember that you're unique. There's no one else in the world like you, and there never will be, never has been, and won't be going forwards. So embrace it, embrace your uniqueness. It's what you put on this earth to show off. I love that too. So where can we find you, stalk you online? You can stalk me online on Facebook at Leanne Naylor. Just, you'll, just type in Leanne Naylor and I'll, I'll come up. You'll see I've got the black and white photograph. Um, I've got a website at leannaylor.com or you can email me at info at leannaylor.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, is it leannaylor.com? Yeah, leannaylor.com. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'll I make sure my website and you can email me from there. I'll make sure <laughs> you can just put those yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well, Leanne Naylor on LinkedIn. Perfect. Yeah. So thank you very much. Um, everyone who is watching live, I don't know, I can't actually see. I can only see the, the Zoom thing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to the listeners. And if you've got any questions for Leanne, make sure you get in touch with her. And um, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Brilliant. Thank you very much. It's been lovely. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help. And stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey. And join the Better Together for Confidence and Mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.